This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studios in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit www.shoptalkpod.com. Pink suits with hats to match. Big crocodiles and Cadillacs. You looking for the fattest sacks. This is where it's at. Windows tinted. Seats for lyric line. Keep the hands on the burner. Cause niggas know that it's money on the Yo, what up, though? It's your man, Jake Johnson, a.k.a. the tinfoil hat titan, a.k.a. the conspiracy realist, a.k.a. the technology snob, Steve Jobs Jr. Don't text me with your green bubbles, a.k.a. I only debate my equals, everybody else I teach. Also known as Juice, because all the hoes say, J.U. Ice, Young Caesar, because you know you can't roam without me. Mister, if you don't like me, fight me. I got kicked out of Noah's Ark because they couldn't find another animal just like me, a.k.a. If you see me in the room with lions, Simba's dying. Come back 15 minutes later, I'll have dinner frying. I am the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. What up? What up, though? It's your man Dame going wild, the West Side landlord, the pride of PA, high chief Dame don't fuck around, the liquor store legend, the corner store conquistador, your mama's favorite Dame, and the David Ruffin of the Shop Talk podcast, because you know who the fuck they came to see. Not you, Otis. It's no better than these four letters. Thank God for Dame. And if you're speaking on Dame, you better say it nice. And if you don't put the boss in front, then bitch, you're not saying it right. Let's go. I am. I thought you fell asleep, actually. No, no, I'm here. You you want me to do mine? Yeah, we got a guest in the building, and he came with intros, so we know we love that. What up, up, though? I'm Big Ainge, a.k.a. Ainge Bond, a.k.a. LL Cool Ainge, a.k.a. Notorious A.N.G., A.K.A. Big Daddy Ainge, the Puritan Ave Prime Minister, the all-time agitator, Mr. Welcome to the West Side, Ainge Me, ain't nobody greater. God made Angel, your mama made a hater. To me, to know me is to love me, and I'm patient with slow learners. I fucks with that, yo, yo. That's I like a, that. That could be. That's, that's up that's there top with the. Tier. That's that's up there with the best. That's top okay, tier. Okay. You know what I'm saying? We definitely. Your mama had, made a hater. I like that. <laughs> Your mama made a hater. Yeah, that was a that was well thought out. Mm-hmm. What Jay said? Hater, hater niggas make hate. No, that's a, that wasn't that wasn't, that wasn't that wasn't that was hater niggas marry hater bitches that have hater kids. That was Kanye. Yeah, that, yeah, that was, was Kanye. That, was Kanye. that wasn't Jay. Uh, was in Kanye. any event, uh, welcome back, Shop Talk Podcast, episode two thirty seven. Yo, what's good? How was your week, my brother? Week was cool, man. I felt I felt a way about something this week, and I wanted to rant about it, but then we kind of like walked into it with this content that we got today. We we got time. Nick. No, no, I'm just saying. Like when we get to, <laughs> oh, it. you say we walked into it with yeah, the content. Yeah. Oh, so, okay. I mean, we we got time, so I can probably get it off my chest. Uh, other than that, man, week was week was cool. Uh, so you know, I'm still going through my progression with getting on the transplant list. So, yeah. And I got some info back and some other tests they want me to take, and then boom, I'll be there. And then like. University of Toledo, I'll probably be on their transplant list because shit is half hour ride away. You know, the other way, I mean, if I got to go across state lines to get what I need, then that's what the fuck I'm going to do. So I got to follow All up. All that with shit them. you didn't talk about, Ohio, and that's where you got to go. Wouldn't that be the motherfucking place I'd have to. You get a fucking <laughs> kidney from a bitch from Cleveland. Youngstown. Um, you get a Cleveland. You get a Youngstown. Mm-hmm. Kid. The mistake on the lake gonna save Dave. <laughs> that, that, I had to get a Browns tattoo or something to show my allegiance. Now man. you be like a Cleveland fan for the rest of your life and shit. I would technically the be. only other 0 16 team. So it's like it's not like we got any better. 
Cleveland not 0 16 yet. Didn't they go 0 16? No, just the Lions only 0 16. Now, Cleveland, they on pace. No, somebody else went 0 16 after us, dog. Cleveland on pace. I ain't talking about this year. You know, I don't watch that shit. I'm saying this year. Cleveland real bad. I think they didn't want to. It was the Browns. I won 16. What year? 2017. Oh, well, shit on me. Yeah. Good. I don't want to be the only team on that list. Yeah. And it was an and it was somebody on the Lions on that team too. Like nigga, he was on two teams that went And they fired them niggas. They fired Patricia and Bob Quinn. I was happy as hell about that shit. I just want my Lions to be competitive, dog. Bring I love back them a niggas. black coach. Ain't no Ain't no big name, ain't no sexy names. You know what I'm saying? Who the fuck care about a name? But but that's that's what get people re-energized about a team. Like they, I saw something in the paper. They was talking about Harbaugh's name being thrown around. Might be the new, could be a possible candidate as the new Lions coach. He not connecting to U of M. Mm. They're not getting significantly heard- better. They media, they mid as fuck. Um, Do we need a, a transplant mid coach? I mean, the only reason the Harborough is even who he is is because of Colin Kaepernick. If that nigga didn't get them right outside the Super Bowl, he, he wouldn't. Nah, I mean, he's been a successful coach in college. He's been semi-successful in the NFL. Like Semi-successful in the NFL with what, the San Francisco 49ers, who was led by whom? Colin Kaepernick, when everybody was high on Colin Kaepernick. Without that, it wouldn't be... He had good teams at Stanford. Like he's he's a respectable coach. I'm just saying. People give a fuck about college. All right, man. Stanford. (laughs) A lot of college coaches become NFL. That's just how the that's just how the circle of the shit run. It's it circumvents into the next one. All right. So is my statement incorrect or is it correct? You were right. Oh, because I you be arguing with me. You be arguing with me without about points that we don't. <laughs> no, no, never, I mean, we right. don't disagree on. You're right. okay. <laughs> I be like, yo, are we we not even arguing the same point in any event. How was your week, my brother? My week was very. Uh, it seemed like I guess the word I want to use like mundane. It was very chill. It seemed like wasn't too much going on. But this been this year is so crazy. I'm expecting if nothing like cataclysmic happens in a week, that is boring. Because <laughs> it might spaceships coming. Mundane mm. and cataclysmic in the same sentence. That didn't happen. That didn't happen often. I'm watching there. too much uh, them Ti podcasts. I guess <laughs> uh, the reason I said that I don't know if y'all been looking at that uh, them monoliths that's been popping up all over the place um, and then disappearing and shit. Yeah. Um, and then today, uh, uh, via Fox News and Apple News, um, they talking about the little uh, UFO task force are discussing the non-human technology and the mysterious objects that they've been tracking. I'm like, y'all niggas is really on some, yo, Trump not going to leave the White House because we getting invaded by aliens type shit find, like this. If, nigga. if they find aliens before we get our stimulus check again, I'm going to be upset. No, they talking about, um, one. Uh, they talking about giving niggas $1,500 stimulus check if they take the vaccine. That stimmy ain't coming. No, nah, we need at least three thousand. We need Biden to show he's the better president. Yo, if um, they start paying niggas to take the vaccine, you taking it? I when mean, ha- what's the what's the ticket? When has incentivized uh, <laughs> niggas do a lot of gov- shit for money? <laughs> when has incentivized governmental experiences like experimental shit? Benefited us ever like acid super fucked everybody up. I just want to. I just want to hear what the, what the ticket is. I'm not saying if yeah. it's fifteen hundred. 
Nah, I'm just, eh. Fifteen hundred dollars, you take the can vaccine. We buy, can we, you know, how much we, do it take you? To, how much would it? How much money would it take for you to take it? Let's start. Let's start talking. Let's start the conversation at sixty five hundred. Let's start the conversation. All right, no one's giving you sixty five hundred dollars to take the vaccine. Should you may take it for free? You probably could have got that while during testing, like while they was making it. Yeah, facts. You can be a tester. No, nah, I want it after. <laughs> I, I want it. I want it for sixty five hundred. I mean, that's my price. That's mm. my price. You gonna take the vaccine? All, fuck all this money shit. But when they release it, you taking it? Maybe eventually, but I need to see like a, a few waves of it and what it do. I just I need to I just need to see some other things. I'm cool with wearing a mask. You taking it? Being as one of the niggas that got the PlayStation 5 on the first day, I'll probably take it. I'm not waiting on the... Like, I know it's like all type of conspiracy shit, and you are the conspiracy master, but, man, I feel like they probably going to have it down packed, even though they made it super fast. They could always do shit super fast, but they just love to drag shit out. Hmm. Yeah, I'm not fucking with it. What, like, you, what you think it's going to do? I mean, I don't cure. take regular medicine, so I'm definitely not taking this shit. Like, I don't even take aspirin. That shit have fuck that shit have killed me. <laughs> like yo, no, not aspirin. Fucking vaccine. Like no, nigga. <laughs> no, I'm I'm straight. Yeah. I'm straight. I don't trust it. How many YouTube videos you watch on it? Man, that should be watered down. I don't down really now. really need to watch a YouTube video not to trust. It just it. don't make sense to me though. What vaccines? Period. No, this the way that they present it now. You know, uh, Mike Duggan talking about we gonna vaccinate five thousand Detroiters a day. You know what I'm saying? It's like we, Detroit specifically, are usually the last to get, if we ever get any kind of resources. You put the, you put the fuck shit with the poor people to see what the fuck going to happen. A.K.A. And polio. Syphilis. Crack. <laughs> I mean. I mean, the polio vaccine that they gave to a small place in Africa is where HIV started in the exact same time after y'all fucked up that vaccine. I'm straight. Like, y'all can, you know, round one, round two, round three, y'all niggas to death. I'm straight. And niggas who mad at people who don't want to take the vaccine, that shit is kind of wild to me. Um, and they say 80% of the people who going to take it are going to go. You're going to get sick. For sure. Um, night um, night chills, um, cold sweats, um, a little pain, throwing up irritable for a few days. Um, I'm straight. You think it's gonna they gonna make it like a mandatory thing? Like when you try to uh when you work in the hospital, they make you take certain shots. Yeah, I can't like do a hepatitis it. B shot and a you know XYZ shot. I lucky I work from home. You you feel me? So I can't do it. Like there's no way I'm doing it. <laughs> um I I just can't do it. Uh they gonna like you go excuse me, you're gonna have to take it to fly. So either I'm I'm driving or I ain't going. Uh, I'm straight. That's Don't tough. trust it. Not at all. These are the same niggas who just, I mean, we only been quote unquote free for 54 years. 54? Black folks got the right to vote. Segregation, the civil rights bill and all that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, nah, it ain't, nah, I'm, I'm straight. All right. Nah. Uh, but you know, uh, President Barack Obama, um, Bill Clinton, as well as uh, George Bush said they'd take that shit live on TV just to show everybody that it's safe. 
Just like how Obama drank that Flint water. Yeah, that's my whose man's is this this so, week. It's Obama because your man's been on some fuck shit for a long time. You miss me with that shit. <laughs> y'all, y'all getting a shot of saline on live TV? I'm straight, man. Biggie was fronting. <laughs> did you did you ever watch that video when he drunk the Flint water? Yeah. I ain't never no. seen nigga hold water in his mouth that long either, by the way. <laughs> no, I didn't see that shit. Yeah, no, Nick, your man's wild. That nigga he did said, not like, drink no fucking Flint water. <laughs> that nigga's wilding, dog. Then he last week he all like yo statements like uh, defund the police ultimately end up help hurting you and like fam your messaging is just way off. Barry right got now. a book he pushing right now. He pushing that book. Fuck that book. That's, he got paid. This like, is media tour. This is his run. Barack Obama. He got a book. This is his media run. This is his Breakfast Club run. He got paid. He for was the just book on already. the Breakfast Club. He got paid for the book already. That's not how it worked. I'm pro- he promoting. He promoting. All right, well you that's buy, y'all you, savior. You y'all love that nigga so much. I'm so indifferent on him. I mm, I don't have enough information to say I love him. I can't fuck with it. <laughs> I ain't fucking with that vaccine. I ain't fucking with Barry. Um, <laughs> I don't give a fuck what what they drag out in a syringe on live television. That shit is. 200 cc's of saline that they gonna pump into their ass. So the real question, because you the you the parent on the mic, um, they say yo your kids taking the vaccine and ain't coming back to school. What you doing? Fuck it, we stay on. Virtual been working out just fine. Yeah, and I'm fine with that. So what they say is this uh this this vaccine supposed to um. It's an RNA or some shit like that. So they put something into you, essentially, and it tricks your body um, to think it's something else, and it produces, like, antibodies. So by you getting the vaccine, it don't mean that you can't catch corona. You know what I'm saying? You still catch it, but it allegedly helps your body. You already had the antibodies and shit to fight it off, right? Um, So if everybody who takes that shit, why you would be mad if don't nobody else take it? Because you would be straight, right? Like, if I give you corona and you already took the vaccine for it to help fight it off, like, why do, if I take it, matter at all? If you think the vaccine worked, take that shit and shut the fuck up. Leave us alone if we don't want to take it. I mean, like, that's not going to guard you if you're just surrounded by people with corona. It got to be the the majority has to take it. Not everybody doesn't have to take it, but the majority has to take it for it to eventually work a little bit better because people will be less susceptible and the growth will be strong. But it don't stop the the accept susceptibility of corona. It just, when you do get it, it, your body fights it off better. So, like, you can still get it and pass it to somebody. You just, Your body would just be better to take, to take, take it or fight it. So, if that's the case, if it's just one nigga with it, like, yo... I'm straight. I got my strap. I got my bulletproof vest on. And I gonna stop me from getting shot. But when I get shot, I'm good. But shit, if it turned corona to a cold, then I'm 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 with it. I mean That's too many with us, man. This This shit is happening. I'll tell you what, I'm 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 not conflicted because I'm ready for the vaccine to drop because my stock's been working really, really well since this shit been popping off. Like everything is getting back to normal. Um, and like last month was like one of the greatest stock months. Like, and then this month they was like, yo, since November was so great, uh, December may be a fall off. Shit been cracking. Today was a really good day. Yeah, like Pfizer, Moderna, and all that shit. Um, I looked into I got some oil shit. I got other shit because 
a lot of stuff stopped and a lot of manufacturing, a lot of stuff just shut down because of Corona. And once the 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 public like, yo, it's a vaccine coming, then they going to start gearing back up work. And, and I bought some one shit. This was like before, before Corona, the shit was $1,600 a share. That shit dropped down to like 20 bucks. Well, I bought it at like $19. You know what I'm saying? That's hard. Probably about, about a month ago. Um, that shit didn't doubled up. Right now it's about $39, $41. You know what I'm saying? A share. So I didn't more than got my money back. But if it returned to where it was at, I don't even need it to return. If it just go to a quarter of what it at per share, I get at $19 and I would say 400 a share. I mean, you know this, what I'm is, this is just our decade ebb and flow. Like, we yeah. always got an ebb and flow every decade. So it was like the Y2K ebb and flow. Then it's the 2008 ebb and flow. Now it's the 2020 ebb and flow. What happened in the 90s? It was like... Uh, it's always something. It's an ebb and flow. It's like every decade something major Every seven to, seven to nine years or so, the stock market go down. And my prediction or my... Yo, when white folks start selling all that shit, that's when we need to get in the game. You know what I'm saying? Because it's bad for you because you bought it at $1,600 and that shit dropped to 20 or 50 or You know what I'm saying? It's fucked up for you. For a nigga like me getting in the game, oh, give me that shit. So when it's fucked up for you, it's, it's, I'm, I'm, it's good for me. But when it's hell for me, it's great for you. So hey, What's the we, saying? Don't let a good crisis go to waste? Facts. So, yeah. hey. Get this, get this shit. My Boeing stock been popping. Um, uh, American Airlines shit been popping. That shit went down a lot. But I mean, those industries, they're not going to let them fail. They they can't let that type of shit crash. Shit, GM, uh, Chrysler, and uh, Ford. I think they, all their stocks was like a third of what, in March, April? That shit was like a third. The government is not going to let them fail. I don't want them to fail. I'm saying us, black folks, should have bought that shit when it was low, because you know the government not going to let them fail, and you don't make a come up. Depending on your family structure. A lot of people just trying to figure out how to live. They ain't even... I'm still not privy to the like stock market all the way. So it's just like... Man, my timeline been balling all year. Yeah. <laughs> These niggas is running it up. They like, let me buy off $400. Scam, yeah, let me buy this $400 LLC. If, you know what I'm saying? To sign up for the SBA. And, you know what I'm saying? Niggas been balling. I'm up a 30 bar. <laughs> Fuck you talking about? I said, nigga, say if you ain't made at least a hundred in the quarantine, you slacking. Like shit, <laughs> I'm slacking. <'cause laughs> a lot of niggas didn't survive the quarantine either. So like, I mean, you know, ball at your own risk. Hmm. That sounds like very sage advice. <laughs> That's a really good advice. Shit, ball at your own risk and ball at your own pace. I just feel like some of you niggas that that ran it up, they gonna come get y'all. Look at the they, they just gonna come get Look at the information you had to give up to get that money. We'll see. Some of y'all going to jail. It just ain't happened yet, but y'all going to jail. Hey man, y'all niggas hey, going to jail. It'd be they'll probably be out quicker than if they got caught selling crack. Yeah, because defrauding the government got to be a, a charge that yo, you know, the state. Carl Collins ain't really used to dealing with. They state charges. It'd be all right. Ooh wee. I'd rather live enormous than die dormant. Bars. You're a rapper too, by the way. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I be I'm a recording artist, and I rap on some of the songs I be on. You know what I mean, but it's Jigga Day. That's why I brought that one up. That's a Jigga line. Um, what's your favorite Jay Z album? I'll be honest, man. I'm a little impartial to American Gangster. I love American Gangster. It's just smooth. That's your favorite. That I'm torn between that and the, and the Blueprint. 
Okay. Because the blueprint was just so good. It was, and it was just a moment. Yeah, know? blueprint is really good, dog. I thought it was over for Nas. Really? I did. Uh. Like when when I was listening to Takeover and shit before Ether dropped, like like it was laughing at him. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like and that's so lame. I didn't like that lame bars. Yeah, like, like and it that hurt. You know what I'm saying? Because you know I'm I'm, a, I'm like yo, like I thought it was so, over. But but you gotta but let's let's go back a little bit further. Like when Jay Z did it at Summer Jam before anybody before Takeover was a song and it was just a freestyle. And the beat drop, and he tell all of New York, Nas don't want it with Hove on the biggest like New York event. Like, come on, that's going to, that 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 sparked a wave. Don't but I don't live in New York, and I ain't see that shit. Yeah, I ain't see that shit either. I mean, I read about it, but they had to say for me. I mean, New York right. City, that shit was all the I, thing. All you I know heard what I'm saying? Was, shit probably shook, shook the concrete. Yeah, but like you know. All I heard was "fuck Jay Z." What's up, niggas? I'm like, oh my god, this is this is a lot. I mean, when I heard Ether, like, sorry, Jay, on JD Day to talk about Ether and shit, but like, yo, I was, whew, yeah. that was something different, nigga. Nas knew Nas knew he was up against the ropes. Best, he knew it. I, I agree with you on the best album, even though I think my first Jay Z album was a uh, Dynasty. Mm. Uh, or the one where he was uh, standing in front of the blue car. I can't remember. I can't remember which one that was. But sound like volume two. Um, I think my f- favorite Jay Z album. Uh, it might be the black. It's like Blueprint Black album. You know what I'm saying? Those are the two that I listened to probably. Well, most recently I've been listening to Four Four Four. But like historically, I've listened to those two albums more than everything else. But when Jay popped up with the friend and foe and the um the streets is watching uh VHS, <laughs> uh Ooh. man, that shit was cold, dog. That's like a 15 minute H-B. movie. Yeah, like that was some different shit. <laughs> that do, was where do we place Watch the Throne? Because we never talk about Watch the Throne. We shit talk is amazing. About Kanye dog. albums or Jay-Z albums. Where do we where does that sit in the history of I'll be honest, when it first came out, like um I didn't like it yeah, as I much didn't. as I like it now. Yeah. I didn't I wasn't hearing it the same. I didn't appreciate it. Yeah. It didn't sound the same. Like a year or so <laughs> later or time like, yo, how the fuck did I not like this shit? Because I'll be honest, first time I heard niggas in Paris, I was like, this is not well it felt I, like I can't I can't I can't say hey, that. I feel like I it feel like that about it Magna felt Carter. like it felt like some carnival music. I just couldn't get into it. I enjoy the Magna Carta dog. Everybody some people a lot of people don't like it. I don't that like album. the Magna Carta album. I didn't like it when it came out, but I like it now. I always like that shit, dog. <laughs> I don't like it baby. at all. Picasso, baby. Come on. That's a that good shit. album, dog. I don't like that That's album. It's a sleeper. Yeah. <laughs> um, it got some flack because he sold that shit with Sprint. <laughs> like, everybody got that he shit for the, free. Uh, what's the what, what's the dude that did it with Apple or like his album just YouTube came shit. with? YouTube yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah, he did that. We didn't like that shit. Yeah. Um, that's wild. Uh, so, Dane, man, what was going on, man, this week? And you said um, something happened. You said you want to rant. And, like, what what the fuck happened, dog? You know, I got a lot of – I feel like we talked – we touched on something with relationships, like – Yes, you know what? You had two things. I did have a story to um, tell. Which one you want to go first? Because I think that one is going to lead us somewhere. Let's start with your story time with Dan. All right, man. I'm plugged in. It deserves a story time with Dan music. I feel like I don't play this song enough. I was born a 
This shit hard. Was this too short? No, that's my nigga Mac Moody. I don't know who that is, but this hard. This is not the story time with damn music, by the way. Yes, it is. This is the new music. <laughs> okay. I played this the last time. All right. Story time with Dame. Yeah, because I like that song. It's my nigga Mag Moody, Born and Mag. But anyway, story time with Dame. You know, I just felt like I just needed to paint the picture. It took place in a strip club. And I briefly talked about it on Twitter where it was an incident where a stripper kissed me in the mouth. Mm. Uh, so I'm going to set the scene now. For for those of you all that are a certain age, Detroit had a, a stripper franchise, per se. Yeah. Starving Marvins yeah. was was rocking. They were everywhere. They were, they were like the Walmart of strip clubs. You could find them damn near in every hood had a Starving Marvins. And this is where it went down at. Starver Marvin's on the east side. Yeah. That was the first stripper franchise. Like, that shit was wild. <laughs> they pop, they were like McDonald's. Yeah. They were everywhere. And you had to specify the niggas, like, which one you was at. Because yeah, I sure. could be, oh, nigga, we, you know, they, we got, you know, $20 before 10 at Starver Marvin's. Well, which one? Because we don't all run the same promo. They're like independently owned and operated franchises. I don't know, man. Okay. That well, shit didn't last long. Nah. It's but probably it, the name. Yeah, but it had a run. It was catchy. You know what I'm saying? And they had like a, a, a color scheme to them. They're like a Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a grown place. I mean, it's, 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 it's Chuck E. Cheese for, for adults. It's Chuck E. Cheese where you chuck your cheese. <laughs> and And... But only this time the women go in there and play with the ball. I don't know. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, I mean, wow. <laughs> okay, we're wow. to build it up. Wow. We're to build it up. It's all right. <laughs> I felt like we was playing hot potato with that one. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, it goes down at the, you know, at a Starver Marvin's franchise. And, you know, it don't take much to get me there. You know what I'm saying? It don't take much to, to like, send my night over the edge if liquor is involved. Because I'm a lightweight. I, I smoke, but... And when it comes to drinking, you know, just pour it in the cup. If it tastes good and I can mix it with something, or even if I just drink it straight, you know, I'm going to go there. I'm going to go there. And it was one of them nights, you know, you just go there. And I understand what a strip club is. Like, that's that's just basically, like, very good customer service. She's going to tell you that you're handsome and that you look nice, that you smell good because you have money in your hand and she (laughs) wants you to give her that money. And if you talk nicely to people and they're scantily clad, they might be more inclined to give you money. So, you know, we doing what we doing in the strip club, and we, you know, I, I pay for the dance because <laughs> you know I want the experience. Right, you know what I'm course. saying? Because I'm a gentleman, but I, I, I just want. I mean, it's a gentleman's club, and, and who patronizes gentleman's club? But gentlemen, gentlemen, it's only right. God, First time I heard the term "gentleman's club," you know who said it? <laughs> that was a that was the name of our pod at the at the call center. <laughs> it was. <laughs> that was the name of this pod that we said it. But the first we had a sign on the outside, <laughs> the, gentleman's the gentleman's club. club. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, my team was called CTE, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was Big Tigger. 
when he was on the radio here, he was doing a commercial and he was like, yo, and this is the premier gentleman's club. I'm like, what the fuck is a gentleman's club? That's like when they did their brand, they uh <laughs> they they, they rebranded <laughs> from strip clubs to gentlemen's club. It but seemed anyway, classier that way. Yeah. So you know, just having a good time, having the experience. I don't know if you all are familiar with, you know, she she seemed like a good Christian woman now, but Sierra, the singer. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She got a song called Like a Surgeon. It's real like, you know. Sensual, you know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, if y'all can see the move that Dame just did in here in the studio, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's, 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 <laughs> like, it's sensual, you know what I'm saying? It make you feel, you know, <laughs> it give you a feeling, it give you a moment, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and so like we having a moment, we having a good time. Well, I'm thinking so because you know, you into it, I'm into it, you know, we talk, we having good conversation, it's close, you know what I'm saying, and then you know. She, the the fourth wall broke down, and and she and, and the next thing I know, I feel strange mouth on my mouth. <laughs> you feeling strange right now? I can I can yeah. hear it all in the. St- it was like oh, with tongue? Was it with tongue or with without? You know when you start to push, it's turtle head. You know what I'm saying? You can you can feel it breaching. You can feel it breaching, but pause. I ain't ooh, you know. Yeah, pause. Yeah, so I mean. <laughs> That's the best analogy I can give. Yeah, I got for. you. Go yeah. ahead. I'm just painting a picture. Who was there with you? Who was supervising you? <laughs> I was there with a, I was there with a lot of people. Like this was a, a group. This is because niggas was like egging it on. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, niggas was egging it on. That's wild. <laughs> but continue. <laughs> you know, man, I, I got a couple tests after that because I just didn't feel comfortable with that exchange. You let her do like so after she did that, y'all. No, were, no, I, like it was like almost like the record screech in my in my yeah. in my time frame. I bet you, you, know, shit, I bet you wondering how I got here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why you at the clinic? Like, yeah, I bet you wondering how my lip got swollen. <laughs> I bet you wonder where these and I don't and I don't want to diss. That's not like a diss. That's just like you know. A, no, that's a diss. It's, it's a safety hazard. Like girl, you know I can get my dick up for forty bucks in the back, <laughs> yeah, and you just kiss yeah, me in the mouth. Yeah. I'm starving, Marvin's. Was it for what you time was it? It wasn't like it was close to the end. Of the night. Yo, she <laughs> she it was close to the end. Hey, she had been busy. Yeah, it was close to the end. You got like uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Uh, Jesus Christ. Did man. you double back? Did you see her again? Nah. I ain't feel like I ever needed to go back there. Did you pay for the dance? I mean, it's, or did all, you pay you know, it's like you already paid. <laughs> this is, that's not that's not like an exchange where you pay afterwards sometimes. Like, no, you sometimes, do pay afterwards when you get the, some, the strap dance. Just give them the money up front. It's the same at the front of, as it is at the end. Just give, just no, give them the money. You do down. at the end because, I mean, it's the, the trick is, the gag is, as they say, uh, they'll they'll start dancing on you, and then DJ they'll peep what's going on, and they'll switch the song on you like three times and shit in a short amount of time. But each song is, is a, twenty bucks. So you you've been over there for four minutes, and you came out of sixty dollars, and you're gonna pay this money, or my man over here in the black shirt is coming to, mm. to no, do damage. Nope, you're not gonna get me. I'm a music nigga. You come and talk to me for half a song. I pay you ten dollars to walk away. Man, that's just talking. That's just talking. You trying to figure out if you're going to get 80 bucks out of me. You're going to talk to me, have a nice conversation, and leave for 10. Peace. I don't like you like that. (laughs) You know, my thing is, hey, you want to dance? I just saw you dance. Oh, my God. (laughs) Like, you already naked and shit. Like, I just saw you dance. But you you can't be that antsy close to the stage, though. 
You I, can't. I do most of mine by the bar. Yeah, you can't. I ain't been to a strip club in in a number of years. It's not really my scene. It's been a minute anymore. for me too. This is like <laughs> this is like my late twenties. Yeah, I mean, it was I feel a, a, I feel a way about giving a strange woman my money. That's I mean, crazy. it was a it was a time period that me and Muddy, uh, we just we literally hung out in the strip club every single day. Time, but that was the hangout spot. The time where I was supposed to go and be like a strip club nigga, I was selling weed. So we was in there having a Mexican standoff. I'm like, you want to buy this weed? She like, you want to buy this pussy? I'm like, we just squint <laughs> our eyes, look at each other, be like, you know what? We good. Break we even? Good. Mm. Fair exchange, no robberies? No, nah, I need my pros. <laughs> I mean, man about his business. Yeah, you got you to gotta respect it. Yeah, but there's a little couple follow-up tests because I just need to be for show, for show. Mm. You know. Because I understand shit happens. And you know, but I'm I'm clean. No, um Dan, we was early in the in the in the Royal Rumble uh thread. You had mentioned like um a situation of betrayal. So man, I know this very disloyal act that is happened that is being perpetrated right now. The suspects now, Ange, I want are you to... in route right now. Yeah, oh it's it's like currently going to It is I, happening I right know now. What you would do in this situation, now, I'm, I'm going to paint the whole picture. I am changing the names to protect the innocent, you know, to protect the, the guilty. <laughs> so I know a couple. Let's say their names are Fred, Wilma, and Barney. Fred and Wilma, I know. I know both of them. Me and Wilma go way back. Just cool. So I know Fred because of her. So I mean, just cool. And then there's what's what's the other nigga name? Arnold Barney and Barney. You know the Flintstones? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I just, the name, the name just escaped me for a minute. You on some good, uh, whatever you, yeah. This nigga really high. Yeah. We, the name just escaped me for a minute. I'm coming down, though. So, uh, Barney is the barber. See, see your eyes already lit barber up. Barber complicates any situation with a man. It makes, that's what makes it disloyal. I know, now I know that Wilma and Barney is... You know, off doing some. Now explain how you how you find that out. I just happened to go to the liquor store and get something. You know, I wanted some chips, a little box or two of candy. You the liquor store legend. The nerd. They got these new nerds that they're they're not the little ones. They're like full size nerds. They're delicious. So I wanted a box of them bitches. I I like. I'm a candy kind of. Sort. What's a full size nerd? <laughs> it's like a nugget. <laughs> <laughs> it's like is it is someone else in that bag over there? No, no. no. It's, but but they're really good. They're in a yellow box. If you see them, like, like you in relation try. to like an M M&M, and M, how big is the the uh, is? It's the, about the size of an M M&M. and M. We hmm. like details here. But but the texture is is like crunchy. You crunch into it, then it gets chewy. That's not a nerd, fam. It oh. is. It's it's a new. It's a nerd. It's in a yellow box, dog. Next time you go to the corner store, just look. Okay, for so it. what happened with Wilma and Barney? So I happened to be at the corner store getting getting my snacks and supplies, and then I see them, and it's like, oh, what's up? And I'm like, this is strange. Like, you know, she kind of like giving me the the rush. Like, hey, what's up? Like. You know, just keep it moving. You know, mm-hmm. I, I ain't really, you know, I don't really feel like talking tonight. But like, why he hanging around the register too? Cause, cause y'all out together. Did you did you happen to overhear what they were purchasing? <laughs> they was they was buying some Earl Stevens, you know, Black and Miles and some Black and Miles. Yeah, for both of them. Yeah, like, what's what's the little three pack? Oh man, he fucking Ben Rains. And then like, (laughs) 
And then some rubbers. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Like, okay. you know, it's a combo. That sounds like a night. Yeah. <laughs> but Fred wasn't there. Nah, Fred was nowhere to be found. This barbershop Barney, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. The barber. <laughs> Fred's barber. Okay, so that are is it, Fred and Barney is friends. That's my barber. <laughs> I mean, you and your barber may not be like <laughs> that. May not be your BFF, but like that's a relationship. What's the question posed here? Because this happens a lot. <laughs> like, who's disloyal in this in, in this equation? So, who is the most disloyal in this situation? So, since Dame High, let me break it down for you. Uh, <laughs> So he friends with one with Barney and what I mean he's friends with Fred and Wilma. Okay. Um and he knows Wilma through Fred. Got you. Um but they cordial because they've been cool for so long. Okay. Um and the barber is smashing the client's wife. But is the barber cool with Fred? Yeah. That's your barber. Now Dame, who who knows all three. Sees what's going on, and is he disloyal? Who's the most disloyal? Is he disloyal? Wilma, of course. Hmm. Is it the barber who's disloyal? Is it the wife who's disloyal? Or is it the friend who's been friends with them for 20 years who see this going on and then won't tell his mans that his barber is smashing his wife? Let me tell you my perspective. I don't want to be involved. The, the I don't want to be involved. It, you said married. Yeah. The barber doesn't have a union with God with another man. Mm. The friend doesn't have a union with God with another man. Mm. The contract is not with your friends. The contract is with your woman. Who knows you have a contract? So the most disloyal, ahead of everybody who's extremely probably disloyal, probably not the third party, because that's none of his business. He saw it, but uh, you made it my business. Yeah. The person who knows about the contract because she was there when the contract was being, she signed the contract. Probably pushed for it. Hey. Look, okay, she's the most disloyal because all right, you, yeah, come on now, you know the rules. Mm. They didn't, they not committed to your man. You are allegedly, <laughs> allegedly, in a Flintstones land. Uh, I mean that's an excellent answer. Be perfectly honest. Um, I think that we can bang the gavel on that one and shit. But I feel like I make a contract with my barber too. Like that's one of them unwritten rules. You know what I'm saying? It's just like one of the rules of the jungle. Our contract with our barber is, I pay you, you keep me looking fresh so I can find, quote unquote, love. That's our contract. You you slightly my therapist, but you mostly my tool to have a successful life. So what do you do? So this is when 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 Barney gets super disloyal. Mm-hmm. Um, Fred goes to the barbershop to get cut. Okay. Because all this shit's going down like right now, this weekend, by the way. Okay. Um, he go in next weekend, right? Get in the car. I mean, get in the seat. And uh, it's not a lot of people in there because barbershops going through their COVID rules and shit. So he feel he can be a little bit honest. Like, man, I got a feeling that my my, my shorty is trying to is kind of stepping out on me and shit. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? Like, we were supposed to do such and such last weekend. I couldn't get in contact with her or whatever, man. This shit kind of fucking with me, dog. What you think I should do? And then the bar- <laughs> he like, dirty macking cause you, you. Some he people, dirty macking dirty you. Because some people go to their barbers for advice, whatever. Because right. typically, a lot of times, at least, your barber's a little bit older Ooh, than you. Jay, you, you threw a monkey saying? wrench in that story. So let's say he go in and he start talking about what's going now, on. These or what's, niggas are relatively close in the same age. 
Or like, man, what's up with you, nigga? How was your week, man? I don't want to talk about man. I'm a bitch being tripping, dog. That motherfucker probably. And like, what Barty supposed to say? Like, you know, I was what I was raised by pimps. He feeding you. He I was raised by pimps. Look, this is what you need to do. You give him like, you know, you should probably talk to your woman. She don't. That's her opportunity to be honest. Then as as what a, incentive does she have to be honest? Just for her own fucking consciousness. For her, for her conscious. But. We know ain't that no, de- ain't no woman. Doing we know that. that doesn't happen. So uh, ain't no woman doing that. We know that doesn't happen. So Barney, being a real nigga, he gonna fuck again. Ain't no, so when ain't you, no when, woman just like coming you, out with the evidence. When you, like when you here. fuck again, you gotta have that conversation. Like, look, either you tell him, or I gotta keep it solid, or I'm gonna tell him, or we just don't keep it solid at all, and we just fuck around till it's not fun no more. Or y'all could just stop. Cause I've been, I, I, I could have possibly been. No, I can't say I've been in Watch this situation. <laughs> I can't say I've been in this situation because I I didn't know Fred at the time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I knew I knew of him, but I didn't know. But like, yo, it'd be certain certain shit. It'd be so wild that like, if this shit ever came out, somebody gonna die for sure. So it's probably best that either we stop doing this shit because if a nigga find out, someone's gonna die. You know the risk. Barney knew the risk when he stepped into it. Like, I get it. Everybody be, you know what I'm saying, getting their horny shit on and boom, boom, boom. But, like, when it's like, yo, this can turn out really, really bad, it ain't worth it. Like, if you find out your man's, your barber is smashing your wife, someone's going to, like, it could be one of them, it could be one of them crime in the demons. Depending on how the relationship, but but depending (laughs) on how. No, man, that's some shit you find out, your body starts shaking and sweating. depending on how the relationship is, he might love his barber more than he love his wife. No, no, no not but, in this one, huh? No, but that's that's a different type, like that type of betrayal. When you when you hear that, when you when you finally put the pieces together and it all ching and, and, and the 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 book of life start moving and shit, nigga, you gonna be sitting there, you gonna start feeling sick, physically if I, sick. If I was the barber, I would tell him like, look, or no, you, you, yeah, I would tell him. Nah, well, I don't depends on what type of nigga. He That's is. gonna save your life, and that might save your friendship. Other, but you're gonna lose gonna thirty dollars every week for the foreseeable future. <laughs> yeah, but you might not get shot in the face. That's is true. You may get shot in the face in the shop. <sighs> yeah, don't bring a knife to a gunfight. So you you don't bring a razor to a gunfight. But I mean, barbers. if I'm cut, if I'm cutting your hair, I'm standing over you when I'm telling you. So I'm That's already, a different situation. I already got to <laughs> look. I'm standing like, look, nigga. I'm gonna tell you something. You gotta cut. No, you gotta not only do that. You only gotta cut half the hair with the mirror on them. Yeah, like, like now. Does, listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you, you this. this. You want it this low? By the way. <laughs> Man, that still could get ugly once it get finished. I mean, or you know, it's it's all types of shit that can go into that. They got children. No. Oh, whew, thank God! No, no kids. Oh, oh! I mean, and and that's, they and they—that's still my woman. He can get married again. Fuck that bitch. <laughs> Whoa, that nigga went from sound advice to fuck that. Hey bitch. man, on, hey, I was raised by pimps on some player shit. Hey, uh, you know what I'm saying? I know it's cheaper to keep her, but you know, fuck that. I haven't. Well, nothing, he, I no, haven't. in real life, no, fuck that bitch. She just fucks your your man's and your barber, so it is really fucked that. Yo, bitch. that's so personal. Women know how much we like have a covenant with our barbers. Like, that's a person you see for 20, 30 years. Especially if you get a good one. You know what I'm how, saying? How so? How real is this shit though? And how much is it like? Like we fuck with our barbers, but like it's been so mystified that like people be old, like women od. About like the relationship between a man and a barber. Like I, I I'm a, I like to go to the same barber because you don't want to. Everybody who had a fucked up haircut before, 
you don't want the embarrassment. It's not that like no. I I love the barber so much. It's that like yo, I'm comfortable with the, the cutting ability, and I know I'm not the I'm not good at both. You know, and you know what I don't like. I like I don't want to have to talk about it. You know, you know what I'm getting. Yeah. I don't ain't no talking about. It. I just get in the chair. You know what I'm getting. But if you go to like upper echelon shops when everybody in that bitch is cold like you go you go some shops you can go into and you can get in any chair and they gonna like you they gonna they gonna have your shit good the same reason we love our barbers is the same reason people love shop talk it's somewhere where you can be comfortable you can express yourself you can be a certain level of vulnerable that you can't be with your bitch just yet until you like dip your toe in the water. So you like, all right, this is my spot. I'ma look good. I'ma feel good when I get out of here. And then I'ma live my life yeah. the best way I can. That's why we love our barbers so much, because they give us something that we can carry, and that's self-love. Yeah. We look ourselves in the mirror and be like, I fuck with that nigga. My barber did that. Man, you know what's so funny? Um that's a different admiration. I follow a bunch of barber pages on um Me on too. YouTube. You know what I'm saying? Cause I've always liked the the um, fascination shit. And I be watching them niggas be doing the man weave shit that they do. Like when them old ass old niggas come in there looking with the with the George Jefferson, right? <laughs> and they leave looking like a 25-year-old, like their whole face look different. Like they like they look like a person again. For and sure. they be like they get out the chair, they just be like, oh my God. They rejuvenated. Now, right? if the person does that for you every two weeks, so every week since you've been to like fam. You literally help my self-esteem. You know how women be when they get their eyelashes done, their eyebrows done? They feel like a whole new person. It's euphoric. You, you get better sex when a bitch got her hair done. A woman, a queen. <laughs> Excuse me, the 1738 got me uh, taking it back to PA, okay? Um. So, like, yo, I definitely get, when when I got a fresh cut, you know? It's definitely a, it's a different, it's a, it's, a, it's a different experience that I receive when you got the fresh cut than, uh, like, yo, you want to shave today or no? <laughs> you do that and then that's like, what, 1000 to 1500 a year? That's your subscription for your barber? Yeah. So you like invested. That's invested in you. That's invested in that's helping a black business. And that's like therapy. There's so much other shit that goes on in the barbershop where you, you can learn. Everything circumvents through the barbershop. I remember I had this... Uh, a friend of mine tell me, like, I was looking for a mechanic. He was like, nigga, ask your barber. Everybody sits in the barber chair. If you want to find something, yeah. start with the barber. He He's your hood directory. Now, the the only thing that's kind of changed over the barbershop experience over the years and how everybody fell in love with their barbershops in the neighborhoods is that, like, you used to go in there and get all the shit because everybody would be in that bitch waiting at the same time. You know what I'm saying? Like, on Saturdays. Appointments killed that. Appointments changed, and now I'm not sitting in the fucking barbershop for four hours hearing all the neighbor right. the the shit that's going on in the neighborhood, seeing niggas Nigga hearing like, the tea. You know what I'm <laughs> that's saying? That's all it is, hearing the tea, buying so, the soap and the lotions and the incense and yeah, all that. So you shit. and your man may get y'all hair cut every week by the same barber, but never see each other. Cause I'm you there for an hour, thirty five minutes, forty five minutes, and then you the fuck on unless you got one of them bitch the barber where y'all just be in that bitch chilling. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But uh, it's a it's a different experience, especially through COVID. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, ain't no sitting around no more. Yeah, so like I don't like kids, younger folks now who got the appointment only and shit like that. Y'all probably don't got the same love or reference or reverence for the shop talk. You just book an appointment with whoever got a got an opening. Yeah, and a good Instagram page. Yeah, you, you missing out. Yeah. You missing out on interaction. Yeah, and those conversations. I mean, the, the reason that this this podcast is called Shop Talk 
is because of the conversations that usually happen like in a barbershop, race, religion, politics, uh, marital advice, whatever the fuck it is. Speaking of marital advice, <clears throat> it's weird. All right. First of all, I reiterate, fuck that bitch. But also, women forgive us for cheating all the time, even though it might, uh, it depends. It depends on who she cheated with. But if he can find his way to forgive her and live a happy marriage, if he it can do that. It don't work like that. It don't work like that. You're right. I was it dreaming. Like I was that. dreaming. Well, I can... <laughs> I, and I mean, this this may sound superficial and... I don't, I don't know if superficial is the word, even misogynistic, but like, man, we just not built for heartbreak like that. We it's just not. Standard. We weak it standard. is. It just is. I can't. You could take being cheated on. I can't. I don't, I don't, I don't have no good reason. It probably sound wild to say, but like, we, we just, we ain't built like that. Like you being mean. In a marriage, in a marriage, I don't, you have, being that. Mean. I don't have that capacity. I don't have that capacity. Um. Stop being know, mean. I don't know if it's about somebody being built that way. I just think typically uh, the the general consistency of women and what it takes for them to be emotionally involved with somebody, it seemed like it's more hurtful for you because like, yo, did you, did you love this motherfucker? You know what I'm saying? Now, times has changed and I know women who act like niggas. So, Thanks, uh, Steve Harvey. Thank you. <laughs> uh... I don't know, dog. That shit wild, but I ain't never re-respecting nobody. Um, <laughs> so, and when women cheat, I mean, when niggas cheat and you get forgave, it wasn't like your best, or hopefully it wasn't like your best friend. Like, it's some, like, nigga, your barber? A nigga I done known for 20 years? Yeah, that's That's deep. different than, that's like, some random, you know what I'm saying? That's gonna make me want to throw up. Now, every time, like. She foul. Yeah, she the, definitely the most disloyal person in the whole, in the whole gig. She like, need to be stoned, for sure. I probably been with my stoned. I probably been with my barber longer than I've been with her. Like but you that didn't re- did a lot. Hopefully, you didn't did a lot of uh, other shit with her than yeah, your barber. I mean, I'm so. just saying, like our history goes Y'all not back. together. Nah, it's your fucking I'm, bar. You get a you get a haircut, like you know, just the history. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. I I feel you, but I flip flop a barber too. So I mean, how many barbers you done had in your life? Let's say that. Oh man. Like six, seven. Yeah. And, six, seven regulars. You know what I'm saying? It'd be a couple scattered niggas that I trust here or there with like six, seven regulars. I'm a five. For me, it's probably been like, it's probably been a handful. And how many bitches you done fucked with? The two, the two don't add up. It's, a, it's an improper <laughs> fraction, probably. But like, if you knew that when you was going to get in a, in a uh, insert barber chair here, that your shit was going to look cool, you wouldn't give a fuck. The, the 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 thing is, I'm not going to another barber because I know this haircut is going to be good. I've had a fucked up haircut before. I don't want to feel that again. Yeah. That's what everybody. That's where that shit come I from. I was tired of my barber getting too drunk and taking smoke breaks and talking on the phone. And yeah, it's twenty five dollars, but you look kind of crispy. But that shit take an hour and twenty minutes. Like you ever seen that episode of Atlanta where he was yeah. riding around? Him? You know, it'd be one of them. And every nigga that had, every nigga that got in the car with their barber. And went on a dummy mission. Like, I ain't got in the car with my barber. No, nah, I walked to the store for him. In the car? For what? <laughs> Look, I got a I went on a dummy mission with my barber E. <laughs> a, a a super dummy mission with E. 
We was we was going from the barbershop for like three hours. No, oh, not no, at all. No, I'm no, sorry, no. nigga. I was kidnapped. You my and my haircut's free. <laughs> the fuck? And he fed me. For, we got like we split a whole bucket of fried chicken in this story from KFC because mm. <laughs> that's where we ended up at on this dummy mission. But <laughs> steep. That's very steep. Three hours, though. Three Bar- hours. Man, you you better not touch my fucking barber. Anybody hear this in the future? My future girlfriend, wife, uh, life partner, any anything like that. Don't even think about you. Even if you pay for my haircut as a gift, I'm still gonna be skeptical. That's insecure. But just don't do it. That mm, yeah, just don't. Do just it. don't do it. All right, listen, man. Um, we was on the internet earlier today, and damn, you sent me a clip. Um, and I want to discuss it, right? All right. Uh, there's a gentleman. What's his name again? Kenneth Samuels. Kenneth Samuels. And um, he got a YouTube show. There was a young lady who called in. He was giving advice. Now, um, I'm going to play a couple of these clips because it's a couple of them. And I want to I want to talk about them in different sections because there was different things that were that were touched on. Um, and I want to get y'all opinion on this shit, and I'll let y'all, we'll play it for the listeners so they hear what Kevin I'm talking Samuels about. Kevin Samuels is his name, my bad. Kevin Samuels. All right, listen up. And ma'am, and that's my point. You ladies all feel like, listen, you ladies all feel like you're the exception to the rule. And then when someone like myself comes along and gives you a, a dose of reality, instead of just accepting it, it's like, yeah, but yeah, but I'm special. You don't know any men on this level that are not your father, that aren't related to you. That means you don't know these men. You don't know where to go get them. You don't know what they want. But you're still saying, pick me. They don't want mid-30-year-old baby mamas. <laughs> I'm trying to be polite, man, but they don't want those. Can I ask you a question? Did you hear what I said? Yeah. <laughs> Why is that so? Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, my from my point of view, I feel like I, I get what you're saying. They that they, they do have better options, but also those better options are younger girls. Those younger girls don't necessarily are necessarily 20 year olds are not necessarily attracted to 45 year olds bullshit I'm, bullshit i'm 51 and I, and I can't beat them off with a stick that's another one on you lies no younger women are always younger women are attracted to older men what are you talking about so can you see me yes i can <laughs> okay so do you feel like a woman like me uh-huh what would you rank yourself on a scale from one to ten? You cannot use seven. Would I rate myself? Mm-hmm, just your face. Um, my face when I wake up five, but when I put myself together six. Okay. And how tall are you? Five five. Dress size. I'm sorry. Your dress size. A three. Okay, so that makes you, if you give yourself a five, that's average. Yes. So. Average-looking women tend not to get high-earning men. They tend to get average. All right, so I'm going to stop right there. That's the first clip. (laughs) I want to give you all some context of what she had said right before that. So right before that, she said, you know, they calling about dating advice, whatever. And she was like, I'm, I, 
want a man who makes six figures. And then that's when he went into like, you don't know anybody like that other than your, maybe your father or your uncles. Like, so then like, I understand what you, what you you're claiming that you're wanting, but like, do you even know anybody like that? And they wouldn't want you was what he was saying. And then he went and trying to explain that. Now, uh, what were you about to say, Ainge? I didn't know he said you can't use seven on the rate scale. Because everybody goes seven. I thought he said 10 because I thought he was like, all right, you can't go 10 because nobody's perfect. He went, you can't go seven. <laughs> so that's the, I want to talk about that too. Because if you ask somebody what they look like on a scale to one to 10, they're going to go seven. Really? They're going to say seven. I hear a lot of 10s because people are so self-confident. Well, you know, that's the fake number. But when they're trying to be, they're going to go seven. Because mm. you can't really, you know what I'm saying? It's a safe number that that you can go. Okay. Uh, that's a fuck. It's real. It's real mid. You know what I'm saying? It's passing. It's a C. Yeah. It's a C. Seventy percent. I pass. I see minus. I pass. I ain't got to go to summer school with a C. Yeah. Uh. So what y'all think about that little segment? I think that man is speaking the truth. <laughs> if you are, if you dial yourself up to the best of your ability, camera ready. And you a six? <laughs> Why? Like, I'm not broke, bitch. Like, I'm I'm doing well. I'm doing well for myself. I don't need I don't need that. You, you that's a B lot car. I don't I don't want a B lot Benz. <laughs> Bro. Oh she man. Said, she said, I don't want no B lot Benz. You gotta understand six figures. Take me to Troy Motor Mall. Six figures is between a hundred thousand dollars and nine hundred and ninety-nine thousand dollars. <laughs> That's one thing you got to know when you talk about six figures. And depending on where you at, that might be rich. That might not be rich. It may not be. If you in San Francisco, D.C. You you not. Shit, you could be in New York City making 100. And it's not like, yo, I make a, like 100,000 in Detroit and 100,000 in Los Angeles and 100,000 in New York City not and 100,000 in Miami are five different things, dog. Like, it's not. Facts. It's not the same. And then she was like, uh, "What are the, the younger girls are better." Well, she was like, "Yo, well, like, so what he said was that's old chick." In the hate. very beginning, he was that's like, "Old chick hate ageism." <laughs> yeah. At the very beginning, he was like, "Everybody thinks they're there except they're they are the exception," and she proved it. But she was like, "But but can you see me though?" He was like, "Yeah, I can see you. <laughs> We're on video I'm chat. Looking, I'm looking right like, at oh, you. you think that you're the exception to the rule?" And something about yourself that you say you rate yourself. Now, this not a, um, a man versus woman type thing because this don't, even though this was a man explaining this to a woman, this worked both ways. Like, if you a nigga, if you a dude and you a five, why do you think, uh, what's old girl, JT wants you? <laughs> like, why do you think you could DM cause JT? Because you, you funny. You, you know juggle? what I'm saying? Like, oh, you think you the exception to the rule. You think JT want you? You think you because you do 200 push-ups in the morning and you got a sense of humor, she's going to take you because you broke First of all, you got to be a ballsy nigga <laughs> to go shooting that shot. You just got to be real ballsy. Uh, I mean, she was, she's she, like, you shoot your shot, you get blocked. That's what she said? Yeah. Yeah, somewhere. I didn't say so. On my Let, timeline. <laughs> let's preface this also because she's not a poor woman. For the past three years, she was making like yeah. We about to, yeah. We about to get we about to get to that Dre right now. All right, let her, let them know because she's not poor. She's just five not... years old, and you can look around and see the world. You don't tend to see higher earning men with average looking women. 
off rip. If you do see them, they got them. They got their average looking woman when they were both really young and he built his way up. But a man earning the kind of money you're talking about does not go for an average looking woman. I mean, my body is not average, so. But your <laughs> ma'am, you please don't make me say it. <laughs> say what? I really just wanted some advice. Just I, a long, long I'm giving silence. you, I'm giving you advice, but you're not taking it. The I'm, advice is, ma'am, ma'am, you're average looking at best. I'm taking it in, but okay, but you're not accepting the fact that okay. Average looking women, average looking woman who's older, average looking older woman with a 13 year old son, average looking woman with a 13 year old son with a sketchy baby daddy. (laughs) This gets worse every time I say something. (laughs) And now you're asking for a man who's in the top 10% of men. You don't qualify for one. And you're making, I mean, I don't, I don't want to have to go there, but when you put in the, all these other factors, why can't you just get a man that's an average guy? Sometimes I feel like, um, in order to fully submit, I have to feel like he's in. Well, then you're going to. Then you're going to die alone. How about that? You're, let me just cut to the chase, ma'am. Uh, you can feel like what you want to, but women like you die alone. All right. We're going uh, <laughs> to stop. We're going to stop right there. just cut straight to the point. Uh, he went straight to death, like the end of your life. That's the straight to the point. Uh, hey, man, ain't no need to sugarcoat a plane crash. <laughs> Yo, this is this is tough to listen to. And he seemed like he really rude, but he do seem like he respectful at the same time. Like, because yo, I don't want a older woman with, with children. She's 35, you know what I'm saying? And she got a 13-year-old. She's average to, to her on uh, average looking at best. But you want, like he said, somebody that's in the top 10%. Um, he this said you don't even know where to find these men, first of all. Like, this worked both ways, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, the nigga in the barbershop told Bo, shit, nigga, I ain't paying for everything, nigga. My wife, she better have. Like, why would she want you, though? Like, why would that woman, why would she want, like, she a career. Are, like, why are would, you qualified to have a bad bitch? She said, you are not qualified for what you think that you are deserving of. It's probably like a pre-qualification process. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, there's there's steps you have to, prerequisites you have to, have to hit. So I was uh, discussing, um, this I sent her uh, a friend of mine um, the full like seven minute clip or whatever and we was discussing that she she agreed with a couple of things and she don't agree with something and then she was like everybody deserves somebody that's this and that and I had an objection and I said you don't deserve nobody I don't think anybody deserves another person okay you know what I'm saying because Free will is involved. Like no one ever told you, yo, because of this, this, and this, now you have another person that can have you. Like, how do you deserve when, when we do it as possessive? We feel like we we 
we own somebody. That's our person. Man and woman. So nigga yeah. like, yo, I didn't went to college. I got my degree. Um, I'm a good I do, guy. I'm a good guy. I deserve a wife that's going to do this. And that's where my rent come in at. Like we we praise the bare the bare ass minimum. We pray the bar is set so low. Like when you slightly breach that shit, like that's I start, deserve it. That starts to become your calling card. Like you're not a good person because you have a good job and a degree and a nice car and a nice house. Like you can still be like a piece of shit motherfucker i mean that doesn't make you better than someone or more deserving or less deserving because you don't have those things people be hella mid they be hella Hella mid and all right so and and trying to sell it like it's like it's that loud but you hella mid you not zaza's baby cool it you not zaza's you just because you're a good person doesn't make you a good partner two so two totally separate things that's a fact Two totally separate things. And niggas that's, oh, I'm a good guy. I, I did this. I took her on a date. I paid for the meal. I, da, it's the da, cost da, da, da. of doing business. It's the cost of doing business. And I'm not just knocking, like, the ladies for this shit. Like, because this is an argument that work on both ends. Like, my niggas, you be hella mid, too. Like, you're supposed to have your own place and a car and take care of your children and pay your responsibilities Nigga, we, we expect and have to, priorities. We expect to take care of four humans. That's, like, our... Core thing, like you're supposed to be able to take care of yourself, your girlfriend. If she has a kid, if y'all decide to have two kids, and if she doesn't Dog. decide to have two kids, and your mama, your mama, so and that you you automatically obligated. But I'm just saying, like once you start having kids, I don't know how to explain it, but like nigga, it's a daddy gene, and it just activate. And even if you don't, you know, like water the motherfucker, it's like a tumor. It just keep growing on its own. Like and it's, eventually, like, you just a dad and you just do certain shit. That's you take for, over your body. That is for fathers. The whole idea of... That's what I'm saying. Like, that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. The whole idea of... Because I'm a good person and I know how I, I have been in other relationships. And I know the person that I like says they want these qualities... Because that person didn't pick me, they're missing out on something. Because I know I have all these qualities. No, that's not how it works. Like, you can have all those qualities and still not be a good fit for that person. You know what I'm saying? Like, so Barney and Fred, Barney and Wilma, like, you don't... I just think when you you bring in the word deserve... It's very entitled. When you... Yeah, with people... Like you don't, and I got this from you. Like, fam, you don't never own another person. Facts. Even when yeah. you marry, like they if the woman wake, don't, they can wake up tomorrow and be like, "I don't want this shit," and they don't owe you nothing. Every individual has to decide to choose you every day. Every day. So the idea that you deserve something, right? Because everybody, that and no matter to, how much you've invested in it, no matter how much you hurt, no matter how much you love it. You can't make them. You can't. This next clip is going to further this point that I'm about to say. But like the idea that you deserve something and in your mind you got what you deserve. You had a perfect match that probably came up to you and you passed on it because you thought you deserved something better. And at the end of the day, like what does that mean? Like you, who you are, intangibles uh, as a human being. Right. No, I don't. That's cool. But I deserve more. Hmm. Like at, at some, okay. it's wild. Um, this next clip uh, we can get to is wild too. See <laughs> what we've done in this country, this world is we've told women like yourself <laughs> that you can have it all, and you got a prince charming who's six foot, a hundred six feet tall, 
six figure income, jawline, all this other kind of stuff. And I'm sorry, man. No. Most people get average people, especially average people. That's you're a bar. an average person. That's a bar. I mean, let's be real. You're not running Microsoft. You got you had a pet grooming business. <laughs> You've been making six figures for the last three years. Okay. <laughs> but if I'm looking at you, but if I looked at you and I took all that off of you, all the eyelashes and all the hair, what do you look like under there? I mean, I look the same. I'm just No, you don't. Because if you did, you wouldn't have all that on. I'm sorry? <laughs> no, you don't. You don't look the same because if you did, you wouldn't have all that on. So this is uncomfortable pauses. For uh okay. is that all right, I'll tell you my advice, man, because you're not listening to me. This is why I always recommend you need you need the therapy. Because <laughs> you seem like a sweet woman, but you don't, but you're not getting it. You're being so mean. I'm not being. Don't tell me I'm being mean. I'm, I'm about to be mean. I get tired of you broads telling me I'm being oh, mean because you cannot handle a doubt. Broads, you called my show on a day that you ain't even supposed to be here, and I honored the call and sat here and tried to help you. And I'm telling you, telling me I'm being mean. The fuck out my phone. Oh shit. Yo, yo, he I sound like the shit. restaurant nigga. <laughs> yeah, he do. But like he don't like I I've I've watched the whole show. I gather he don't curse. He make every opportunity not to curse. He'd be finding other words to use. So I think the nigga was uh angry. fed up. I'm um, fed up. So in that one, he said that fam, you you I guess you you think very highly of yourself. There's nothing wrong with thinking highly of yourself, but we, at some point you gotta ground that shit. You ain't running Microsoft, running dog grooming business. Hey, but you made three figures, I mean six figures the last three years. But the point I want, he said, you wouldn't think that way if you worked at the post office. So because you live in North Carolina and you make more than the people that are around you, you think you deserve better. But that's so my question is. Based on what you do for a living, you deserve a different type of human being. Like your emotional state and all that stuff. You deserve a different human being based on what you do for a living. It makes me better. In the in the social scale of things, it makes me better. Better at what? At life. your job. At life. But who you are at your job. Better than you. My social stature is different now. I guess you view me do. differently. No, you view yourself differently and you don't view yourself in reality because in reality, don't nobody give a fuck where you work at and how much money you make if you can't do something for me, if you're not adding value to my life. It depends on what city you in because a lot of people greet you with, hi, how you doing? What field you in? Because they want to know what social category to place you in. It's, we still got a slight caste system. And then you also got to factor in our value system, men value system versus women's value system. Like our shit is more monetary value. We don't care. Men uh, marry down all the fucking time, but they value like some emotional intelligence or some support that you didn't have or teach you how to be vulnerable and, and like empower and enrich your life in that way. So now it's like, we don't care that you made a hundred thousand dollars because your money ain't my money. And it can't never be. And I can't use your money to make my life happy. I, I got to still take you out. I got to still take you to dinner. I got to still pay for nice gestures. I got to still pay for the bills. I got to still, like, support, like, whatever business you got going on. I don't really see that 
being a circular thing. It's more so like a, a funnel type of relationship. Mm. Heavy bars. Heavy bars. Yeah. Um, so I was having this conversation with somebody earlier today, and uh, this is what they had said. And um, I kind of took a, I, I don't agree. You took offense to it? Not offense, but we had a we had a discussion like, well, we'll have this conversation over. We'll we'll have this uh, a conversation versus a text. Strongly disagree. Then your bubble is the strongly disagree bubble. Um, so she's like, I do think what a person does should determine. Oh, I said uh, essentially what you do for a living shouldn't determine the type of person that you want, the type of person that you want. Like I do think what a person does should determine what type of person you deserve. If you are working as a mail carrier for 15 years with no inspirations to develop your career, then you are not the person for me. But are you, is this mail carrier for 15 years because they retired from another job? That's a different story. And I was like, why does it need to be that caveat? Like, like I, I, I guess I understand that line of thinking. Oh, I don't want nobody who don't want better for themselves and stuff like that. Well, I'm an elementary school teacher. I want to teach elementary school. I don't have aspirations to go do anything, and I'm never gonna make two hundred thousand dollars teaching elementary schools. I'm not worth your time. This is an American thing. If you're not a if you're not a millionaire, you're not shit. Everybody feels like everybody is supposed to be an entrepreneur, but how uh, how is entrepreneurship supposed to work if you don't have buyers and like workers? It's some people that don't want the stress of entrepreneurship. It is tough being a boss. <laughs> we the city of bosses, and we the toughest niggas around. But that don't mean everybody want to do that. This person might be happy being just where they are with the level of responsibility and the freedom they have, and not responsible for fifty employees. That's like American Beauty, where like he he lost that big corporate job and nigga went to flipping burgers. Like I'm as happy as I want to be right here, right now. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't desire like, and that just be some people when they hit a certain place in their career. And I'm thinking like so. If I got aspirations to do something better, you think I'm a better human being than somebody who is actually content with what they do have. What's better? That's the that's the it's question. Relative. It's so relative. It then it strikes the question if but somehow we got to the point where you always have to strive for more. Once you get that, you Stop. go more, for more, more, more. So at what point are you happy with what you pray God to give you? Because if I gave, if you He's begged and prayed. I'm never happy. Well, that's that's what you call gluttony. You will never be satisfied. Like if 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 you're looking for an external thing to satisfy you, it's literally never going to be. It's never going to be over. Man, if I can just make $200,000 a year, God, oh, Lord, please bring me this. Boom. Now, if I can just get the 375, nigga, you just asked for two and I gave you two. And now you're telling me this not good enough for you. At some point, you're going to be like. Yo, what the fuck? Yeah, that's tough. <laughs> Look, man, throw a cape on me and call me super nigga. I want, I want the more. I want it. You want more of what? Everything. I want it. All right, so once you get more, then what? I want some more. American of that. Gangster Bar. Start with one brick, then I look to the sky like, sorry, God, I lied, but give me one more try. Niggas know. Niggas know they. That's just how America is built. And it's just like, you really got to know yourself and know what's going to satisfy you. Mm -hmm. For me, 
it's like, okay, I'm not crazy materialistic. I like nice cars. I like nice liquor. I like video games. I like X, Y, and Z. But what I really want to do is be able to afford to provide the type of life to, for the type of woman I want and whatever other humans I bring into this life. Yeah, That's pretty much it. That's the only reason I would get money. I don't care to be rich, but the, the things that I want in life need me to be rich to make those things work. I tweeted this the other day. I didn't get no explanation on it, but like the evil is in the excess. Like at some point, you got enough. I'm not saying that you're at that point right now, but like whatever it, whatever that number is, whatever that enough is, you've been in college for fuck, you've been in school for 25 fucking years. <laughs> you got every degree that you possibly can. Yo, I need to go get like what exactly is it that you want though? Like, is it love? Is it admiration? Is it the is it a euphoric feeling that you get every time you accomplish a goal? Like what? It what exactly is it? It's a black. And, it's a black hustler struggle. A black hustler struggle because you could be as rich as you want, and in some people's eyes, you're still not a full human. <laughs> so like, you have to really be Ooh. like, you know what I'm saying? I'm a full person, a full human. Once you feel like you fall and fulfill yourself with spiritual things, monetization, stuff like that, then you can be satisfied. But you can never be satisfied until you believe you're a human versus what people tell you you're not. Ain't this what we've been talking about a couple of episodes ago? I was like, the reason that niggas be so flashy and, and putting all that money out because, and you stunt on your, 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 your quote unquote black homies and shit because we know this world works on money. And now, oh shit, white people recognize me as a human being because now I have money. Boom, boom, boom. So it's like, yo, please look at me. Look, look at my chain. Look at my watch. I have money now. Y'all can actually see me. I'm not invisible to the, in, in the word of capitalism, I'm not invisible no more. You know what I'm saying? Hey, come look at me. I have money now. So you can treat me like a person, but why don't you just treat people like people? And then you don't, you, you can, you can get out this whole little, this little rat race. All niggas that do that is really on the same shit as I'm not black. I'm OJ. And like, like he just told her, you think you the exception. Like, no nigga, this shit, like this life thing has been going for quite some time now. There's nothing new under the sun. We got this shit pretty much figured out. You don't. But when you step back and look at the data, he can look at he can look at that and be like, yo, niggas who make high six figures, look who they married. They don't marry a person that looks like you. And that don't mean that you look bad because if average somehow we got average is like a bad word. If most people in the world look a certain tier, then that average it's average. Like that's that's the stand. Average is the standard of beauty, <laughs> huh? Average is the standard <laughs> of beauty. Ex explain that. You got to run that because it's more it's more average looking people than it is ex exponentially beautiful looking yeah. people. We all like, about you know the same what you playing like. field. You know you know you know what you like. It's a million very attractive women in the city of Detroit. Who may not never make the cover of Vogue, but you know what the fuck this is. Now, the white folks in corporate America, they have their 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 media standard. But nigga, we know what we like when we go to starving Marvin's or, 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 or whatever. Like, you know what we like. And nigga would sit there and tell you, like, you don't got to wear all that makeup shit. Like, I really like when you like normal. You don't got to do it. And they you don't still listen. Do what the fuck you want to do. They don't listen. But like. That shit ain't for us all the time. The quote unquote average is what niggas be wanting. And most people, that's what they have. That's Hella mid. Hella mid. And ain't nothing wrong with average. 
I think it should be three grades. Okay. Average, below average, and above average. Because that's all that fucking matters. Yeah. Some some no, of these man, average you, people. You need, gotta, other, you need other ways to break them kids. That's why they got all them break. That's why they all like you want to if you about to go get your when you get go you about to go find a new barber, how is he? If a nigga's like, he pretty straight, he average. See, I look at I look at those three levels. Or and, he can be like, oh, he's super cold, or he whack. I look at those three levels in different things as all Not whack. Because like, because yeah. below average, all that shit, negative connotation, I get it. I I, I Democrat shit. Um, I do good, better, and best. Yeah. Okay. Good. She's better. She's the best. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. But also, those things are interchangeable depending on who you're presenting yourself to. Yeah. And what the, the, the product is. But like, when we talking about persons, people, like emotional beings, mm-hmm. you think what you do at work deserves you a, a kinder person? Is that your identity? Your job is your identity? Because like, who you are at work... And how good you are at your job don't have shit to do with how good you are as a father. Like, you are a different person in your role at work than you are as a human being. And, like, unfortunately, sometimes you may go to work and you're getting written up and now you feel down. Like, no, nigga, this is you working inside of this very specific role. You're still a good person. You still are valued. You still are the person that your family loves to hear from and who you call and check up on people and stuff like that. You can't attach your... Your soul, all this intangible stuff to what you do for a living. That's why he says you need therapy. Because it's like your trauma is not your identity. Your occupation is not your identity. Because before you had any of that, you was a person. So you need to figure out who you are because obviously you forgot. And then when you figure out who you are and love yourself, then you can figure out what's best for you. This is a man banging gap on that shit, dog. (laughs) I mean... It's just weird to me. It's I understand. I understand the whole idea of not wanting somebody that's stagnant. That don't mean just because that fuck it, whatever you got now is what you got to stick with. But at some point, what what makes you happy again? <laughs> like, what's the difference between stagnant and consistent? McDonald's been making the same burger for 30, 40 years, and they served billions and billions of people. They're very successful at what they do, but you think somebody doing something successful for a long time is stagnant. Japanese people master something. They do one thing for a long-ass time. They are masters. Yeah, They're not stagnant. That's where people like, hey, if you can't change your, you know, your situation, you need to change your perspective because you're just looking at it wrong, and that's why you can't be happy about shit. Say you're a mail carrier. And the mail carrier got a, a certain amount of money that they they max out at. But that's what you love to do because you love interacting with people, right? Like, I remember in my neighborhood I grew up with, I mean, in the UPS driver. I had the same fucking UPS driver. So when I was a kid to, like, after I moved out the house when I was an adult, he was still driving. Like, I seen a nigga turn from brown hair to white hair. You know what I'm saying? And like you got the same route and you interact with different people all day and you start to know these people. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, such and such. Oh, shit. I'm delivering. Oh, I'm delivering a baby. I'm bassinet. Oh, I I saw you was pregnant. You know what I'm saying? Like you develop different things and different things that you love about your job. If you really like your job and this is going to be the max that you tap out. So what you're telling me is I should stop what I actually like doing. And go do something else 
So it'll bring me more money so I can satisfy you and you will look at me like I'm a good person now. Did you hear that LLC Twitter? Fuck y'all. Like, it's wild. If I'm not, not I'm not saying just because you like being a greeter at Walmart, try to raise a family of five on that salary. I mean, that's, you know, but like. You should have some dexterity to do what you enjoy. Uh, to a certain extent. Like, if I got to do it every day, like, can I make the most out the, of it? That's not going to be the only thing you do in life. People just get so worked up about your job is the only thing you do in life. What? <laughs> that's just, that's, I don't get it. Don't it's get wild. Um, I really hate this six-figure conversation. Like, people think that what they do for a living ain't good enough unless you make six figures. Well, fam, look at the state of Michigan. The average median income in the state of Michigan is fifty-five thousand. So all Y'all these niggas, niggas don't make six figures. Now, there's clearly some people above that and people below. In the city, of Detroit, it's like twenty-four thousand. So, Google the shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you lived in the city of Detroit your whole fucking life, right? And you're looking for, and the whole lot of Millennials are looking for a 26-year-old person who's making a six-figure salary. You're going to be looking for a long fucking time because they don't, that number of people don't exist where you live at. <laughs> like, you know, it, it just don't make, it, you know it, what, it's not, it's not real. You know what some of these girls need to do? They need to get a time travel machine to go back to the 1950s. No, <laughs> but go ahead. <laughs> this is why I explain that because they are still living off expectations from that time. You know what I'm saying? That was a time where you get married with somebody. The uh, wage gap was a little bit bigger, so men had more money. Well, the wage gap was non-existent because women couldn't work. So mm. that's why the that's why the man took care of the home. I say 1950s. It was after the war. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Women was working then, but and they only went to work went to work because we to help to out in the fucking war. Yeah, yeah like yeah. this system of the 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 system currently that women that some people that we subscribe to was based on early 1900s when one income can literally fund an entire family. I got a weird question since uh, we're all fighting for like equal pay and that is just everybody should get equal pay for the same jobs. When things become equal, are you still looking for, for a provider from someone who makes the same amount of money as you? Um, I ask that question all the time, but you can provide in many ways. Yeah, that's so true. The provider could be a financial provider, or we could make the same amount of money, but I'm just better with money than you. So I can we can both bring in our seventy thousand dollars a year, but I take that money and I invest. Or I do this. Like we both make the same, but we do different things with our money. You spend differently. You know what I'm saying? I save different, you spend different, you make coupon or whatever. Um, but the the provider in the home, you provide Financial support, emotional support, spiritual support, physical support. You know what I'm saying? With all these things said, women, if you want to be looked at as the exception, be the exception. (laughs) Earn skills that will put you outside of everybody that's in the norm. These women are styrofoam queens these days. They order everything. Can you cook? Can you cook uh, American Standard? Can you cook Asian food? Can you cook Italian food? Can you uh, balance a check, not a checkbook, but can you do finance? Can you run the house? Support somebody. I hear this on Twitter a lot, and I. But then the re- what? the retweets be like, "Can you build a house?" 
No, I bought the house. <laughs> I pay people to buy the house for me. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like I pay people to make the food for me. You know what I'm saying? I'm if you want to be the exception, be exceptional. Hella mid. Hella mid. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you can't do the bare minimum and think you like you you loud. You hella mid. Like, bro, you know how hard it is for black men to make a hundred thousand dollars in America? You know how much debt niggas go into with you know school? How hard it is for anybody to make a hundred thousand dollars. You like like dog, what? In the city of Detroit, I read an article last year that said if you make fifty thousand dollars in the city of Detroit, you're rich. Based on the cost of living and all the other extra shit. I made fifty thousand dollars yes last year on taxes. I was I was I was pretty okay. Well you rich, my nigga. <laughs> Shout out. Come fuck with a rich nigga. <laughs> <laughs> that be the exception <laughs> to the rule, money. Is that, is that put, it puts you in that top tier 10%? Yeah. Yeah. In the city. I was working at like a five-star restaurant. Shit was beautiful. That's what's up. What you do with her? I was a bar back, but- What does that mean? Basically, it's the person that um, stocks and like does like all the things for the bartenders. So like I knew like most of the wines was we had almost like- we had a lot of fucking wine. And then, like, the liquor room was, like, exceptional. But, like, the work and the tips, it was – I worked at Shinola. Okay. You know, there's two um, there's two bars there. There's the evening bar. There's San Morello. One is a, a southern Italian. So that's why that's where you got the, the, the expensive taste for liquor and – All that good shit. You yeah. know, Pierre Ferran and all that. Um, it's a four-and-a-half-star southern Italian cuisine restaurant. And the other one is a custom cocktail, like a like a like – a, Cocktail bar. The evening bar is one of my spots. That's one of my spots. Yeah, they got good lobster rolls and all that good shit. So if you really want to be like, you know, spiffy with your girl and you want to take her to a nice time, you want to go to those places. But it's just like, that's why I'm so privy to that type of shit. And even as a even as a bar back, which is a simple ass job, but I did like, I don't know, 70 flights of stairs a day. That shit paid me, mm, what, 800 to 1200 a week. You know what I'm saying? It was physically like enduring. It was like it was physically demanding, but yeah. I was making bank, so I was just like, "Yeah, man, that, that money is money." That money so let me ask money. you, let me ask you this: So before you work in there, mm-hmm. the type of person you are, did that job change you? Or you hell just, no, I'm the same person through and through. But it, a it, motherfucker it, would say, "Yo, when you start making more money, now you now you are what I deserve." But the exact same person the year before. Nope, I don't, he don't deserve me. My taste is a little different, but I still like the same shit. I like I like brandy and cognac, but I like a better version of brandy and cognac. Thanks. I like you know any type of liquor, to be honest. And champagne, you know what I'm saying? Niggas think they know what things are, but they don't know what things are. You know what I'm saying? Niggas like, oh, oh I only drink champagne. I don't drink brute. Like, bro, brute is just champagne is just brute in France in that certain region. Like nigga, you don't know shit about this liquor. You you in 1942, I don't drink Don Julio. This is Don Julio Aneo. Only difference is it sat in the barrel for a couple more months. It's the same fucking shit. You feel me? But you know what I'm saying? Niggas with taste got taste and niggas with niggas don't don't. You know what I'm saying? Ain't nothing. <laughs> Ain't nothing magic. Oh man. Hey listen man, you are um I I, I think everybody has free will. Um, and you will never own another person and you not entitled to another person. And like when you came out the womb, God himself did not come down and promise you a male or a female of your liking of your choice. It's not a thing. 
Now, what you want. You could die alone. Right. What you want and what you actually work for is what you receive. Not what you quote unquote deserve when it comes to an entire living, breathing human being with their own free will. Like it's a choice because for you to deserve it, that means I don't got a choice. I'm just going to do it. Person told me you don't get what you deserve. You get what you negotiate. And hopefully you negotiate through good actions, acts of service, kindness, and all that. Maybe you can negotiate. Yeah, (laughs) I'm saying. Maybe you should negotiate yourself into a a relationship based on that actual person and not a a fictitious thing that you saw online and and convince yourself that you deserve. But sometimes in negotiations, you got to apply a little pressure. Facts. It ain't easy. The wrong kind of pressure. What you mean? <laughs> what you mean? You know, sometimes you just got to push back a little bit. That's mm. all. That's all I'm saying. Be I ready like, to walk away. I mean, that's part of the negotiation. If it don't yeah. work for both parties, mm-hmm. and because um, everybody, somebody is losing. Somebody should lose something on both ends. Unless the it's a, a mutually beneficial agreement. That's the at best the, type. At the end of the day. So yeah, uh, we can bang the gavel on that. Um, Ainge, man, what's happening? Uh, you have cleared your image today on the on the pod, man. Man, I am all right. Look, here's the thing. I I think out loud in front of people, and that was my mistake. Like you see me working through these uh social constructs, and people, y'all gotta know that we have just grown socially conscious in these last like five to seven years. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm from the west side of Detroit. I'm from Puritan. Between Livernois and Wyoming. You feel me? So them, them niggas over there, and look, everybody's not on Twitter. So if you still visit those areas, you're going to still hear some of the rhetoric from like 2008. Yeah. So just know, I'm learning how to navigate through this new PC culture and, and things of that nature. I'm very privy to that now, and I'm very like conscious to that. But I do challenge people's beliefs, and that's how I get into people's like souls. So like, bro... If, if you know about what you're talking about and you're secure, then I'm not going to be offensive to you. You're just going to have answers for me. Yeah. But if you're not secure and you just on some, you know what I'm saying, a blow with the wind type shit, it's going to hurt your feelings. It's going to break your spirit. Like that conversation and shit? Oh, girl. It's going to break your spirit. She was looking crazy out there. I just do that in real life every day. And it's only by simple questions. If I ask you how and why and that shit shake you up, you don't believe what you believe. You don't know shit about what you believe. You know what I'm saying? But you can fight me all day. If you don't like me, fight me. If you don't like me, fight me. To know me is to love me. I'm patient with slow learners. That's dope. But you also are a a recording artist. Yes, man. I've been dropping projects since 2016. I've worked with the likes of Jerry Parker, Nolan the Ninja, uh, A-, Perrier Rosewood, uh, Gully, and uh, a couple of other Detroit legends. I was on the intro for Travis Chandler. Man, a lot of them um, folks you the name and came through here. You know what I'm talking about? So I'm, 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 you know, I've been in the uh, art community and the, and the um, quote unquote scene for a long time. I've been around and I know how to work my avenues. And my, my thing is like, uh, I made it happen, but I didn't do it alone. You know what I'm saying? 
So yeah, yeah. And I, I got a new project I'm working on. It's called Fortified. Cause okay. like all the shit that I've been working on, that shit's been strengthening up my defenses from all these attacks because I'm not like the most socially accepted person. I'm a very polarizing figure. I've seen, I've seen, I've seen some folks come at you on Twitter. You know what I'm saying? And like, damn, y'all get, I don't know. You did, you did something a few months ago and everybody was like, he was like, all right, I'm about to take a break. I see your niggas in a day or so. Man, it's so much shit tied to it. And I, and I won't even get into that yeah. particular thing. That'll be something off air. But uh, my whole thing is, hey, I'm not here to play the devil's advocate. I'm not the devil's friend. I'm the black friend. But the black people are supposed to check you before you get to anybody else and you fuck up in public. I'm tr- I'm trying to be that. You know what I'm saying? And it's you know what? What I learned is sometimes I just need to shut the fuck up. Being right at the wrong times ain't right. That's a part. You know what I'm saying? Like, when I take my stances or my observations about shit that don't even benefit my life, it's just like, yo, what's the upside to this? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? What is this going to gain you? Is this just going to piss people off? You know what I'm saying? And sometimes it's fun pissing people off. You know what I'm saying? I, I used to get power off the chaos. Yeah. But right now, I just feel- That's, that's, that's dope that you can um, recognize that and admit it, because a lot of people- who own social media kicking up shit and they don't they won't admit that but that's the actual problem it was it was it's it's, it's kind of foul but it was fun because i know these niggas is not my friends i didn't grow up with these niggas i didn't go to school with these niggas most of these niggas not even from the city you know what i'm saying so it's just like if i can control how you feel about something even if it's in a negative form i'm gonna play puppet master all fucking day and that was me from like 2016 and 2018 mid. But now I'm like, you know what? That's not necessary. That's not uh, important to my brand. My art is important to my brand and shit I believe in. Is, it's not a, my brand shouldn't be about you. Fuck you. You know what I'm saying? Respectfully. You know what I'm saying? So I don't hate any of the people that I've had these interactions with. I, ho- I hope they have as much success as they can, success as they can attain. But also, I know like, my impact when I enter a room and I talk about something and I bring you some truth and some fact about some shit and you like, oh, I don't deal in, I don't deal in these uh, 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 morality or, or identity politics. Look at it for what it is and be who you are. If you're not comfortable with that, I'm going to make you uncomfortable. Yeah. Because I am who I am and I know who I am. That's dope, and I, I I appreciate that, man. And I'm I'm glad you was able to come on, uh, kick it, and have conversations about different stuff, um, so that you know what I'm saying our audience can get to get a little familiar with you. And then the next time we have you back on, it'll be focused on the music because they like yo now I want to hear something from because he I like how he think I like how he, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, so uh, next time we bring you on, you know it'll be I have, more a, I have an EP out by then. So okay, that's what's up. Uh, Dame, you got a music pick this week? Yeah, my music pick of the week is a guest to the show. We went to his listening session a few weeks ago. Uh, the homie 3269 Chai's yeah. drops his album, Club Shirley's, based on the true story. Uh, I like the album in a whole. Uh, a lot of bangers on there. We're going to have to have... We, B-Scar reached out, so we're going to have to reach out to Chai's and have him back in the building because we got to... We need to all sit down and have a gentlemanly conversation about, For about sure. the project. For sure. Because we're fans of it. But uh, Footsteps to Heaven, I believe, is the name of the song. Hold on. Let me I can pull it back yeah, up. Yeah, connect the joint. You got the cord, I think. Oh, damn. I got it plugged in my phone. Tell me. <laughs> I could have just played it from my phone. Yeah, Footsteps to Heaven by uh, Chaz. I like that shit. 
segment is Perfect beat for uh, for December fourth. Oh my God! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jigger day, Fred Hampton day. Shout out to Chaz, man. Yeah, man. Got his nice project on his hands, man. I, I like Chaz. I just like, good, I like him. He's a good guy. Chives like C-H-I-V-E-S. C-H-I-S-E. Like franchise. franchise. Oh, okay. You're just going to have to shoot me that. Yeah. Um, a good project called um, Club Shirley's. Yeah. Uh, I think it just released on Thanksgiving, if I'm not mistaken, officially. Y'all be uh, tapped in, bro. Um, you know what that... That's it, it. Feel good. So it feels good to be on the other side of the wave. Sometimes y'all y'all listen to Rosedale. Yeah, yeah. That shit. That shit's sweet. Um, like yo, like I appreciate folks who 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 be fucking with us and um invite who trust us. our who trust our opinion. Yeah, because like you know we we shop talk is me and Dame kicking it about everything, and you know we got a love for music and. Like sometimes people think this is a, a music podcast. Huh. It's not necessarily a music podcast, but because we love music, Wait, we do music on I, here. Our influence okay. swayed the vote this year. It did. Uh, we had, we brought some politicians <laughs> on there, and we got we, we, and they, nigga. She won by less than two hundred votes. Who we talking about? Um, Sherry. I can't pronounce her last name. Say it again. Gay Donato. Yeah. Um, she uh for Detroit Public School Board. Um, it's three people that are selected, and she got that third spot for less than 200 points. So I'm 100 percent certain we that um, we swayed the vote. Um, and we're gonna have her back home. But so like we be having musical artists and guests on the show that we already genuinely mess with, that we like and we rock, or that we genuinely like admire we don't do a bunch of like strangers and shit and people reach out to us um and we can't bring everybody on because like our audience don't know them we don't know you but they and know it's not a knock yeah and it's like yo i kind of understand what my audience like and if we genuinely like and we can have them up here and have a genuine conversation they'd be like yo, i rock with them because so, so hold on let me make a statement this is no shade let let our audience know you Yes. And once they know you, we'll we'll get to know each other together. Facts. And that's that's not no knock. That's the like, respect to the to the audience. Because we're not, we not the biggest game in town. You know what I'm saying? But like, but we the realest game in town. I mean, the the numbers are there. Then we we have we have the data. Shout the out data. to we got the data. Shout out to uh, Spotify for dropping numbers and shit. You know, I, I dropped a whole bunch of uh, information from uh, from this week in culture. People, couple people text me and ask me like, "Yo, what the Shop Talk numbers?" I just started Shop Talk on the platform that we uploaded on on January first, two thousand. So they couldn't tell me what I what Shop Talk increased via Spotify because they just got the shit this year. So uh, 
the brand is strong. <laughs> okay. Nice. The brand is strong. Nice. And um the brand is strong. Please believe me. <laughs> the brand is strong. Everything coming out of here we is we got uh, the data. I mean yeah. uh, not only we 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 have it. The but numbers. I, the numbers in this case where men lie, women lie, these numbers don't fucking lie. They tell on, the now. truth. I do want to shout they out tell the for, truth. Uh, for for this week in culture, you know what I'm saying, and in uh in streams, we did go up two hundred and seventy eight percent. And followers went up 267%. Um, and hours listened 209%. Come on now. And then listeners, 143%. Um, you know, our increase in um our listenership in the United Kingdom went up 700%. You know what I'm saying? Uh 300 in Canada, 133% um in the US, and we dropped 8,158 minutes worth of content for look, this week in look, culture. You give hundred percent, we'll give three. You feel me? Um, now we drop a lot of fucking content, three hour pods. Uh, this year, Shop Talk out of the forty seven episodes so far has dropped roughly forty four thousand. I'm sorry, forty one hundred minutes uh, of content. It's a lot of fucking content, fam. Hey man, y'all y'all got y'all ten thousand hours. <laughs> So I've been thinking about that. Like I literally been thinking about that because uh, we 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 reaching five years, and uh, in June we'll be five years in. Uh, and I was counting episodes, and and I was trying to be like, on average, I, we close. Okay. We 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 almost at that mastery level. Mastery. You know. Um, but if you're talking about just communication um, and speaking over a microphone, um, I think me and Dame. Um, definitely got 10,000 hours in um, but um, at the end of the day we appreciate y'all for listening we appreciate uh, people for even wanting to fuck with us and come on the podcast you know people who reached out even if we weren't able to make something happen at the present moment like like that it means something to me when motherfucker want to come on the show you oh, know yeah, what I'm saying yeah, yeah. you know I, I think I talked to you about this like two years ago so yeah. it's just like you know what I'm saying I'm gonna wait my time make sure everything is right and like Two years, a lot of shit has happened. So it's just like, uh, we're going to figure out the right time. Yeah. The right um, thing. So I, I enjoyed this episode thoroughly. You know what I'm saying? So that's extremely dope. Uh, thank you. Hella mid. <laughs> that's what we want to call it. Hella mid. Hella mid. mid. Hey. Right. Episode 237 is going to be called Hella mid. You feel can I, me? Can I say one more thing? Absolutely. To the creative community in Detroit from east to west, I still love y'all, even if we had differences. I enjoy the differences. I still love y'all. Even if we had beef and we had arguments, I still love y'all. We from the same city. If anybody say something about you from another city or town, I got y'all back. I still love y'all. It's all love, but I am who I am and y'all are who y'all are. That's love. It's time for the benediction. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Go ahead and get our... Give you out the, your you socials, the guest. Man. Give out your socials. Where can they find your music? Where they can find I'm, your art? You. I'm Big Ange. I am no apostrophe. B I G A N G. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram. And so low key, you can find me on Clubhouse on there. Too. Clubhouse been rocking. Dog. I'm glad we didn't have like to talk it. about that. I don't like it. That's you okay, like nothing, man. Though. I just talked to. I just talked to Londoners. That's it. I don't like but, a lot of rooms, and you was you in a room with all your friends. You was in a room with the niggas you talked to. Anyway. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't like the concept. I'm just not interested. I'm probably gonna take it off my phone. I'm just not I'm, interested. I'm Big Ange. 
You can find me on all social medias on that way. And if you want to find my music, it's a big age. If you have a problem, please contact me on any of my social medias. I'm always available to speak with people that want to be introduced to my culture. And I think I got one invite. Like, if you just hit me, I'll give you an invite. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. You talk on a microphone. Like, this shit is made for niggas who talk on I microphones. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. It's your man, Dame Gone Wild, on Instagram. Dame Gone Wild on Twitter. Just know I ain't wild. Dame Gone Wild on Clubhouse, but I ain't going to talk to you because uh, I'm getting rid of that shit, man. The brand is strong. When you see the blue and the black, you know where you at. I felt like I got instantly grumpy real quick. I don't he know did. why you that way. Your high came down. You like, damn. I don't know why you that some, way. Now I need some pop pops. Uh, I've been on there for, I don't know, since the 12th, and I'd have definitely made a bunch of connections. Uh, got a couple guests lined up coming for the pod. It's an excellent place to network um, and to be a part of different conversations. Whether you like it or not, you need to get on there for the business so i'm there but i'm just i'm buying um, shares when it's public 100 percent. get some money like get some I money i just don't understand it yet I okay just don't people okay, feel what they don't understand hate what they can't conquer i guess it's just the theory of your man became a monster uh listen on jigger day you terrible <laughs> you terrible <laughs> hey hey <laughs> yo listen man uh i know i said all this shit before man but i appreciate y'all man um this has been a, a rough year you feel me but we coming up on the end of it and uh we got some special guests next week d rick will be here you know what i'm saying i'll talk to rick about that album yeah we're gonna talk about rick we got man the record i got from rick last night it's a new one man y'all, are y'all want some previews after this all over for sure i bet the record i got from rick uh last night uh i finally heard he told me about it but i finally heard it and the the, the 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 featured artist, I'll say this: the featured artist on that record was on Jay Z's playlist that he dropped yesterday. Okay, boom. So I'll say that, and they went ham. Okay, uh, but that's under wraps, and I didn't say that out loud. So, uh, but D Rick will be here uh, next week, uh, so look forward to that. And um, when you see the blue and the black, you know where you at. Shop Talk Podcast Studio. I'm not saying we're the Rockefeller podcast, but we are Jay and Dame. Peace. Fuck, nigga, you broke. Hell yeah. Fuck, nigga, you broke. What the fuck you going to tell me? (laughs) We out.